Hello everybody and welcome back to the Hoosie Podcast and I'm joined once again by JR Southall. Hello JR. Hi Phil, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, I'm fine. And uh, this is part three of our conversation on podcasting. We thought it was just going to be part one and here we are at part three. So um, I've got a funny thing, this will be it this week I think. <laughs> for now. For now, yes, for now. So where we where we left off last time was uh, why we diversified in our podcast, why we moved away from, well, Doctor Who, really. So, I mean, JR, let, let's start with you. What, why did you sort of think, well, right, okay, is, let's do something different? Well, this is going to be a long story, isn't it? So let's. I'll try and break this up across the course <laughs> of the... Otherwise, I'm just going to be talking for about half an hour nonstop because this is quite an involved story. So obviously when I started podcasting, it was because Starburst magazine asked me to, and they mm. asked me to podcast about Doctor Who. And although obviously that was fine, and I was writing about Doctor Who for the magazine, part of the reason why I was on the magazine is because I just like movies, TV, books, music, whatever, in general, mm. all these other things as well. And after about two years or so, I guess, of doing a podcast about Doctor Who every week, I was starting to find myself sort of hankering after just having a conversation about something else on hmm. the air. I mean, could be, you know, in between times off the air, you'd talk about the other things you liked. But I just wanted to get stuck in. Because when you podcast, you kind of talk in a certain way and you turn on a certain sort of critical faculty, don't you? When you mm, watch right. Doctor Who... You watch it looking for the talking points that you're going to bring up on the podcast. Yeah. So yeah. you don't necessarily look for the things you don't like or the things you do like, but you look for the things that you know will spark a conversation and which will be of interest. And so I wanted to be able to do that with other things too. So we made a decision on the Blue Box podcast one week, maybe after we'd been doing it for two and a half, three years, that we just do one episode where we talked about some other things that we liked instead, just yeah. for a change. With the sort of conceit being, we're Doctor Who fans, the people listening are Doctor Who fans, but we like other things too, and you will like other things too as well. So why don't we talk about some of those other things? And we did an episode where we talked about I can't remember exactly whether it was just Star Wars. I think it was Star Wars and Jurassic Park and Alien and Terminator or something. Mm, I think yeah. it did franchises, something like that. But anyway, that was the opening of the door. So after that, on the Blue Box podcast, every now and again, we do an episode where we did something else that we liked that wasn't Doctor Who. You know, hoping that enough of our listeners would also be interested in that thing. Because, I mean... They're all sort of adjacent. They're all in the same sort of ballpark. If you like yeah, Doctor exactly. Who, yeah, if you like Doctor Who, you're probably like likely to like things like Star Wars or Indiana Jones or sci-fi or fantasy or whatever. So yeah, back on the Blue Box podcast, every now and again we would just do something else. So what about so I'll come back to because then when I break from Starburst is when the sort of interesting stuff happens. I don't want to literally be talking for half an hour like i said so <laughs> let's come back to that so now over to you i've got a question for you yeah because for many years you did who's he and you didn't talk about other things or insofar as i can recall i don't think you did so did you ever have a hankering to did you feel that was an itch that wasn't getting scratched absolutely right absolutely right because i mean we've been going for um yeah 12 years now and it's all, you know, up until the last year or so, I suppose, it's all really been Doctor Who related. Um, and we discussed about doing the video stuff in the, you know, the last episode. But again, that was all still related to Doctor Who somehow. Yeah, yeah. And, and like you, I thought that there are other things I want to talk about. Now, admittedly, it's just me. It's not, I'm not talking it with anyone else. It's just me sort of talking to camera or just me talking to a, a microphone for the, for the audio versions. But... But again, I, I just got kind of bored with with Doctor Who, and I, I think really it, it was a kind of of necessity, really, because there's not a lot of awful, an awful lot of new Doctor Who to talk about. So I think if I want to keep sort of podcasting and try and keep my, really my own interest going in it, um, is let's talk about something different. And I thought let's just keep it to short, maybe sort of five ten minute episodes, yeah. um, which is difficult to do if you're on your own to keep a conversation yeah. going. 
you know. But uh, but that's it, really. And they say that there are so many different um, types of films that I like. I mean, I, I mean, I, one of the big things is spaghetti westerns, and I will get round to talking about spaghetti westerns at some point. Um, even some of the the non Sergio Leone ones, yeah. um, which do, <laughs> are, yeah, they're variable quality, but you know, there's always something to you know to enjoy there. Um, but I, yeah, but I think that that's it. And admittedly, right now it's all to do with the stuff that's on Disney Plus, mainly the Star Wars stuff because it's it's current, it's on now, and I enjoy watching those shows. So it it's for me, it's worth talking about. Yeah, but eventually well, I'll come I will back start... to what you do in a minute. Yeah, yeah, but I will start branching out into other. Um, sort of more films and stuff. I think is what I'd really like to like to do. To be fair, yeah. And I well, we'll talk about that in a minute, I guess. But I was going to yeah. say, just coming back to something you mentioned just now. I don't. It's not about being bored. I don't think of talking about Doctor Who so much as it's about being not necessarily bored, but frustrated. I think about talking about Doctor Who and nothing else mm. because that's kind of the the thing of it isn't it if you're because it i remember feeling when i was at starburst that it wasn't a chore necessarily but because we had to talk about doctor who every week and because i was constantly sort of being called upon to come up with it because the way we did it was we would have a conversation each week and you know as you know the series was basically on once every 18 months for the last 10 years so you would have a period of about 16 months where there'd be no new episodes, basically, and you'd have, and every week I'd have to come up with a topic, yeah, of one kind or another. Even if that topic was only, oh, something big's happened in this week's news. But I can remember the, the, and it wasn't like it was a chore, but it was slightly frustrating that I was having to think up topics because I was mm. the podcast leader yeah. then, yeah, probably more so than I am now, and. It, yeah, there was very definitely a feeling like sometimes I'm thinking, well, God, I'm having to come up with another topic for Doctor Who when there's a thousand movies I could be talking about that I'm also interested in. Doctor Who clearly is obviously, you know, at the centre of all our lives, right? Yeah, but it's that's right. But I mean, if you I was, if you to ask me what my favourite television programme was, I wouldn't even necessarily say Doctor Who. Because there's at least one other, if not a couple of others, that are right up there in the mix. Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? It's sort of like you, you're doing a, a you know a podcast about everyone thinks it's your favourite TV program, and, and to a certain degree it is. But but you're right. There's there's other shows out there that are. If someone said to me, "Oh, what's your favourite TV series?" I'd probably say something like, "I don't know, Endeavour," for argument's sake. Right, which, right. Which I think which I think's amazing. And sadly, come to an end now. But um, but I think again, it depends on it. It can flip flop all over the place with what your favourite TV program is. I mean, yeah, as, yeah. as you said at the core, yes, it's going to be Doctor Who. But depending but on what day feels, it is, yeah. or whatever, if it's say oh, it's something completely different. But it which almost like. feels to the people around us like we obsess about Doctor Who because we have to constantly think about it because of the podcast, right? Yeah. And actually, yeah. I'm in a happy situation now where I've been able to almost completely step back such that I now only do the Doctor Who episodes when I really feel like I've got something I desperately do want to say, almost. Yeah. But we'll talk about that, I guess. <laughs> Somebody's... <laughs> I don't know what's going on out there. In the background, on all of your episodes with me, there's so much extraneous noise. <laughs> right, I'm going to tell uh, the story now of how Strangers in Space got started out of the back end of the Blue Box podcast. And I'm not going to say what happened, but clearly a schism happened between me and the people at Starburst, and I left. And I, do you remember in the first conversation we had about five weeks ago, where I said I didn't go into podcast because I podcasting because I wanted to podcast, but Mm, because I was asked to, and I kind of didn't feel like I was forced into it, but I felt like I didn't want to not do it because then I'd always be worried that somebody else had done it and I'd missed an opportunity or something. Yeah, But for those first few years, and again, it's not like it was a chore, but because it was weekly and because you're sort of doing it for somebody else, Mm. it can start to feel like it's sort of a drag on your time a bit. I was was going to say, did did they dictate to you what you had to... What, no, what, not at what all. What Doctor Who content you had to cover or anything like that? Or you can't say this, you can't say that, or... 
Yeah, we had a completely free hand. And in fact, the things that we talked about were often at odds with what the editors enjoyed and liked about the programme. <laughs> and they just gave us a completely free hand. They were absolutely brilliant. And actually, yeah. it's a shame I left because you, we got on really well. And, mm. you know, they were really very, very hands off with with what I did. And I literally just, yeah. you know, if I sent them two and a half hours of something they absolutely hated, they had no compunction about just putting it out. And if I sent them, you know, just as much as they, if I sent them 45 minutes on something they were really happy with, there was no argument with it. It was brilliant. But, but this thing happened. Yeah. And I remember actually, at first it was a bit of a shock that I wasn't going to be podcasting anymore. But actually there was also a sense of relief because I kind of felt that it had sort of eaten into my time quite a lot. Yeah. And because I didn't get into it because I felt the sort of burning desire to do it. I remember thinking, oh, it's actually a relief I won't have to do this anymore. So I put this thing up without any sort of artificial motivation whatsoever on like my social media. Oh, by the way, I'm not with Starburst anymore. So there won't be any more podcasts. Just expecting a couple of people would say, oh, that's a shame. And hmm. actually about 100 people came in and said, please don't stop. Oh, and that's, I was a, like, that's a nice yeah it's nice yeah <laughs> exactly yeah but that kind of stuck my plans down the toilet instantly <laughs> didn't it <laughs> so within 24 hours of realizing you know, within 24 hours of feeling relief that i wasn't going to be podcasting anymore we were in the pub me and matt and lee and simon sort of sitting around with a pint saying, right, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Because the one thing that we definitely didn't... And this is the point I was coming to. The one mm. thing we definitely didn't mm -hmm. want to do was be on a weekly cycle of having to talk about Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. So the initial plan that we made was that we'd do an episode once a month and that it would be a long episode, like a magazine thing, where we'd talk about Doctor Who for an hour, then we'd do a film review, then we'd talk about, I don't know a band we liked and then we talk yeah. about a book we'd read or something like that it would be like a magazine program where there would be substantial doctor who content and it would go out once a month and it would be two maybe three hours long something like that yeah and instantly we did one episode like that and <laughs> then and then it became so obvious why would you put out put out one episode a month with everything in it so that if people wanted to just listen to the film review they'd have mm. to sort of like fast forward through looking for the film review when you know because of the, now we're on Libsyn we could just put out well you know the Doctor Who one is ready this week so we'll put the Doctor Who one out let's mm. record the film review next week and put out a 20 minute film review next week and so before we even really got started on the plan we had we changed the plan already and over the next sort of two years i think mm -hmm. that plan just sort of evolved so that was kind of how we got into it and i suppose and again to save talking about me throughout this entire time i'm going to throw <laughs> it back to you now and we'll yeah. come back to me and talk about how the plan evolved and what it's evolved to maybe in a minute but okay so i'm going to ask you the question now so okay. you're now podcasting more, more about Star Wars and Marvel, or is it's, at the moment it's Star Wars basically because there's a lot Star of Star Wars, Wars content. Yeah, I, it, but my question for you, Phil, yeah, is what was the trigger that actually made you start doing that? Well, I think it's because I, I wanted to um, kind of sort of resurrect the video side of things again because that was sort of falling to the wayside somewhat, and again because I think because I had pigeonholed myself into just doing Doctor Who content and to be honest I was kind of running out of ideas of yeah, what's the, that was, we were, yeah. yeah that, that was kind of different to the audio stuff that, that, that Paul and I were um, were doing on a sort of like a monthly basis so really it was it was just really to sort of expand on that and I thought well let's let's do something different let's just do something non-Doctor Who related so maybe just occasionally still drop some Doctor Who videos in there when, when I can think of so oh there's something worth doing a video about um but usually if there is something worth talking about doctor related ends up on on the uh, excuse me just not microphone uh descends but on the um on the audio show instead yeah, so yeah. so that that was the reason why i thought well let's do something different i think the first one i did was the i think it was prey which was the last um predator 
film, which I which I really enjoyed. Actually, it, it was a complete. Um, it was a complete, breath of fresh air. It was a breath of fresh air, actually, and it was a complete departure from the previous sort of Predator films that became more and more, I don't know, ri- ridiculous. And I think they just sort of stripped it back to its bare essentials again, um, which I really liked. And I think after that, and then I think I did one of my other favourite films, which is um, War Eagles Dare, which is yeah. which is one of my favourite um, war films, one of my favourite action films as well. It's got a, a bit of everything. So so at the moment, I've just sort of concentrated stuff on, on topics I like, and, and I don't see, really see the point in branching into something I don't like. I think, what, what's the point in sitting yeah. there just moaning about something for five to ten minutes? It just seems a, a bit bit pointless, really. So it's really stuff I like. I mean, at the moment, it's just films and TV. I may do music and books and say whatever. It's really whatever takes my fancy, to be fair. Yeah. Well, and at the moment, you're doing sort of weekly reviews of see, and I've not been keeping up, so... Bad Batch and The Mandalorian, is that That's right? That's right, yeah. I've got to be honest, Marvel is something that doesn't interest me. Is it? Uh, yeah, see. yeah. And I know it's got a massive fan base. It's just, uh, superhero stuff really doesn't appeal to me at all. Um, I, I'm basically I've, the same. I, yeah, quite, I quite enjoy it when I watch it, but I almost never actually seek it out. No, no, I, mean, I just find them a bit empty and hollow. Really, I know people get really invested in it. Um, I think if you're a, an avid reader of the comic books, then fine. You, you but I've got no um, knowledge of who these characters are. Or I mean, I mean, I think it was the end of the first Avengers film where you see Thanos turn around and grin at the camera. I had to ask someone, "Who's that?" It, yeah. it didn't mean it didn't mean a thing to me at all, and had to explain to me what you know what the hell's going on. But. I think that's the same with any comic book franchise, though. That's the if you don't read the comic, you're probably not necessarily got to understand or re- recognise every single character that, that pops up in there. I think it's fair enough, though, because then something like, see, and I can't even remember what you're talking about, because although I've watched that movie twice, like, I, just straight in one eye and out the other, basically. Yeah. But I think things like that are fine. Same as when Stephen Moffat used to throw in stuff like, um, oh, I don't know, say... Um, Alpha Centauri turning up at the end of uh, Empress of Mars. Mars. Yeah, yeah. If, if you know who it is, that's a great moment. And if you don't know who it is, it's just a character, right? Yeah, that's it. So I guess, I guess, if you're sort of see for me the Marvel movies, I think, like I said, I think they're fun while you watch them, and then they just kind of disappear out of the brain afterwards. For me, at yeah. least. Yeah. So something like that Thanos moment, I'd recognise that it was somebody important, and I wouldn't really care. But it wouldn't spoil yeah. it for me. I think. No, no, they say Spotify. I'll just, I just sort of scratch it because obviously I thought oh, that this is meant to be someone important, but I've got no clue who it is. That's the thing. So, but well, that's the thing is that then you're supposed to look into on the next movie to find out why that character's important, isn't it? So it's yeah. kind of a cliffhanger. Who is this and yeah. what's their role? I guess. But of I course, guess I, I never did. <laughs> that's the yeah, thing. I never no. did fo- follow it up. But uh, no, I think the only only sort of other only sort of superhero. I've got a passing interest in. I think I think he's Batman. Um, I think, but again, I, I couldn't name any sort of uh, sort of comic book story arcs or anything like that. I've, I've just yeah. I've never read comics. The last Batman movie I thought was very good, actually. Which uh, oh, the, the Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I've only managed to get halfway through at the moment. So oh, really, oh no, I really liked it. Yeah, well, it's not not the point of view. I didn't like it. I think this is the. Um, one of the issues I have with um, podcasters because we both got families, and yeah. and trying to find it's like Batman, the Batman in. goes for about three hours, doesn't it? So to, for me to actually get three hours in front of the television uninterrupted is that's that's a thing of the past now yeah, to be yeah. perfectly and and it's a kind of the same with podcasting. I've got to pick my moments to record now as well, especially when doing the videos. It takes a bit more effort to set up the lights and green screens and whatever. Um, but it's sort of like I have to do it right. Okay, everyone's going to be quiet, or they're going to be out for an hour or so. Now I can do it. Um, or else you're going to have kids and dogs on the background, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, I've, I've been—I don't know about um, yourself there, Joe—but I've been asked another um, to, to guess another podcast, which I love doing when I when I get the opportunity. Um, but sometimes I have to turn it down because if they're um, North America, for argument's sake, so, the only time they can record is sort of late in the evening. 
well, I can't do that because yeah, I'll be keeping yeah. everyone awake. You know, so I have to I have to pass up on the opportunity. Yeah, that's something that I have to think about having a sort of relatively small child in the house is I can only podcast until so late in the evening. So either we do it on a Saturday when he stays up a bit later anyway, generally yeah. speaking, or else if we do it on a weeknight, we have to start earlier. Yeah. And like you and me now are recording this in the afternoon because we've talked, we've mentioned, how many times have we mentioned over the last three or four years that we should do something? And of course, we, well, and okay, so I guess this comes, brings me back to me a bit, mm. is because... So and we never found the time, and then we suddenly realised about a month or so ago that actually Saturday afternoons we were both free for an hour, so why not do it on a Saturday afternoon? <laughs> exactly, <right>? yeah. <laughs> so but until we realised that, it was like, yeah. So the, so we may so we started this thing where we just said, well, we'll put out an episode when one's ready. Yeah. When we started the Strangers in Space, because we had all the freedom of being able to do exactly what we wanted, and because we'd set it up, do you know the first title? for the podcast that we landed on before we went with Strangers in Space was Adagio for Things instead of Adagio for Strings. Okay. But only we found out somebody else had already taken oh, it. I think anyone would have picked that. <laughs> I think we should have kept it anyway, to be you honest. should have done, yeah. <laughs> but because the idea was, we said from the start, we didn't want to be restricted to just Doctor Who and we wanted to talk about the movies that we liked and all the other stuff we liked mm. too. And that there would be at least as much movie content on the feed as Doctor Who content, plus other stuff as well. And of course, I was doing a lot of Desert Planet picks at the time, which has mm. kind of got knocked on the head a bit by COVID. That was kind of what stopped the Desert Planet picks from happening, because I got out of the habit of doing it. And because mm. the sort of work-life balance was thrown right out the window with COVID. But yeah, so... After we decided we were going to do one episode a month, then very quickly we were doing more than an episode a week and just putting them out when they were ready. And then fairly soon we said, or I said, I think we should be a bit more regular than just to throw things out when they're ready. So sometimes yeah. we put out two episodes on a day because they were both ready, right? Yeah. But then we realised that actually people who plug in their iPod only actually get an automatic download if they're a subscriber of the last thing. So they'd miss things off the feed. Yeah, that's if, right. They will do. Yeah. 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 So I said, right, we must never have more than an episode every other day, which gives people who don't plug in every yeah. day, at least an opportunity to, and except for on exceptional circumstances, like a yeah. few weeks ago, we did the podcast a day thing for the Oscars. But we were we found quickly that we were doing like two episodes a week. So we'd go Mondays and Thursdays. And actually now we do three episodes a week, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. And we've kind of, our sort of USP has kind of evolved while we were doing it. Mm. But the point I'm coming back around to is three times a week and m more than, much more than half of them I'm involved in just means spare time is at a premium. But the kind of idea is that each week there's a sort of hour episode and two half hour episodes. So actually, you could do that all in one evening or across a couple of evenings. Yeah. And you could record two episodes together quite a lot of the time. And that's what we tend to do. And then split them up so that they'll go out separately through the week. And just to sort of finish this point, my sort of thesis about what we do now is a bit like if you go onto a a website like uh, Bleeding Cool or We Are Cult or whatever, one of those websites, there's a sort of plethora of articles for you to read and mm. you read the ones that you're interested in. And so so some of them will be Doctor Who or science fiction movies or something about books or an interview with somebody or something. And I kind of look at our podcast feed now as being a bit like that, except all podcasts. So every week you can guarantee there'll be two, maybe three, maybe more different episodes and you won't be interested in all of them but you can almost guarantee that at least one if not two of them will be things that you are interested in and so you can just listen to the bits you want to listen to hmm. and you've got sort of a whole range of all sorts of things that kind of are all roughly in the same ballpark if you like Doctor Who there's a very good chance you'll like most of the rest of what we talk about. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I think the other thing you, you sort of branched that into is um, coming away from 
TVs and movies and, and, and music and, uh, and such, you've also sort of branched into more of a lot of political oh, yeah. episodes now and again, haven't you? Which which I find really enjoyable. What what made you do do that to sort of branch into that? We did a Blue Box podcast on Brexit. Right, okay. We didn't mean to. We just we were doing the Blue Box podcast and we were supposed to, I think it was a review week. I think, I can't, I can't remember now, but maybe Brexit happened in the middle of a series of Doctor Who and we were supposed to be reviewing an episode. And we pressed <laughs> yeah. record and we just sort of said, well, Brexit's happened. And we just sort of said, well, we can't, well, we're recording now anyway. Let's just talk about Brexit for five minutes. And an yeah. hour and 10 minutes later, we were still talking about Brexit. So we just put it out as an episode about Brexit. And I think, yeah. I can't remember, I think it was like a two and a half hour episode with the review after the talk about Brexit. <laughs> but the talk about Brexit was there. And we've always talked off the air about politics mm. when when we get together to record, you know, if there's something to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when the whole Boris Johnson and when it started to become apparent that Johnson was going to leave, I just said, look, we always talk about this stuff anyway. We did a Blue Box podcast on it. Let's just do it. Yeah. Because political podcasting has actually become quite fashionable or quite popular because we live in sort of tumultuous times and people want to know and people want to hear opinions about what's well, going on. I was going to say, it's, at the moment, it's quite a rich vein of content, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, it's an utter... Um, an utter circus at the moment of the sort of the political landscape in in the UK, and I, I think well, yeah. not just the UK. We look at what's happening in America as well at the moment with you know the the you know, the, the Trump circus has has started again. Well, yeah, and Australia's had sort of not the same, but sort of similar sorts of things going on for the last few years too. It's a mm. it's just a Western democracy thing. I mean, it mm. it goes far. This sort of this sort of natural. Nat- National popularism is the sort of expression. And also late-stage capitalism I talk about, too, a lot. These are things yeah. that are very much in the zeitgeist across Western civilization at the moment. And, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a very rich, very rich sort of seam of interesting conversations at the moment. So, yeah, we do that whenever we feel there's something worth bringing up. And yeah. hopefully most of our listeners sort of kind of agree with us politically anyway. You'd hope. <laughs> I can't imagine there's many Boris Johnson fans listening to us in the first place. No, so no, not exactly. going to get a shock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think just the thing—it's just been absolutely amazing. Um, what, what's what's been going on? Um, you know, there's sort of like the, the double dealing by by Johnson, him resigning. You got Liz Truss was there, then she wasn't. Then, yeah. then we've got Rishi. Um, the economy's crashed thanks to Quasi Quarteng and Liz Truss. It, it was just absolutely incredible, um, shocking for people trying to live um, in this and, and, and sort of like you know sort of try and make ends meet at the moment. Um, it, it really is. But uh, but if if you're commentating on this kind of thing, yeah, it, it, it's so That's much it. to discuss. You know. Well, there's so much to get off your chest, really, as well. It's an excuse yeah, that as to well. get yeah. stuff off your chest, I think. Yeah. I, because, yeah, I think because partly because of Brexit as well, we live in some of the most interesting times we've had since the 1940s. And I'm not mm. making the allusion to Nazism, but sort of the immediate aftermath of the Second World War is probably the last time when Europe was in as much turmoil. Mm. Or there was as much change going on and sort of politics was as because see okay yes and in the 1970s you did have a period when this was true too actually to a degree and of course politics is always important for people's Mm. everyday lives yeah but most of the time there's a big distinction and people don't really think about it but i think when you're living through trial troubling times trialing times as it were i guess it's just more at the forefront of your mind, doesn't it? So, well, it is. I, it's, end... I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hitting everybody at the moment. Uh, I don't mm. think there's anybody, unless you're super rich, um, obviously. Then I, I don't yeah. think there's a, a single person in this country that this this whole um, Farago is, is, isn't affecting. Really, it's it's just incredible. I've never seen. I never thought I'd see anything like this in my in my lifetime. No. 
I really that, that's didn't. Because that's the thing. When you're a kid, you think things can only get better because you think people learn from the past to improve yeah. the future. And you don't realise till you're much older and maybe a bit more cynical. And I think I'm still, generally speaking, an optimist, actually, but obviously, yeah. you know. But it's not till you get older that you realise that actually that's not how it works at all. No, no, it really isn't. And I think, I... actually, these times are of our own making to a degree as well. We voted for Brexit, right? Well, you know, that, that's what happened, isn't it? We pointed the gun at our foot and pulled the trigger. Yeah. So, yeah. you know... So I I think it's and so we I keep trying to have the conversation where we sort of untangle the whole thing, but of course it's such a big thing to untangle. We never really get near the edges. No, exactly, not. exactly. I mean, even now people still think. I know we're, we're going way off topic here, JR, but I think it's that thing where people. This still is think, the topic, though, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. But I think people still think it's, Brexit was still a good idea. Uh, they still think there's. I mean, I can't see any benefit to this whatsoever. Somebody please no. tell me what what a single benefit. Or Brexit is because well, all the, you know all the things. But that even were... the great big sort of tagline "Take Back Control" is and never was true because the thing about when you leave a big organisation that you have a seat at the high table of is you don't take back control. What you do is you give control to a different set of people because mm. now you're a smaller entity and you can only really make agreements yeah. sort of on the back foot. You never, you never get to take charge of what those agreements are going to be anymore. So, I know. I mean, you know, Europe holds all the cards, basically. Yeah, if, if, and if, everybody if, else. Yeah, everybody yeah. else holds the cards too, basically. Well, yeah, precisely. I mean, you know, you've now got. Um, this a big thing about we're going to have this wonderful trade agreement with, with the United States, but now they're so well no because of the uh, the Northern Ireland situation. Forget it. You know, Plus, it, it's just... was our trade agreement with the United States as an independent nation ever going to be better than our trade agreement with the United States was as a member of a 27-nation conglomerate? No, no of it course wasn't. it wasn't. No, <laughs> it's no, it ridiculous. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, it's it's such a stupid idea, and yeah. I couldn't understand why people were allowing certain politicians to sell them on it especially when those politicians turned out to be people like Boris Johnson and we know what he's like do we? Well yeah exactly but again it comes back to as you say that 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 populist kind of politics we've got at the moment for some exactly. inexplicable reason it was oh good old Boris you know he's sort of you know um, doing his little appearances and have I got news for you and um, sort of taking part in sort of charity football matches and and, and Rugby tackling children to the grounds, you know, it, it's yeah, good old Boris, you know, um, but the, the man's an utter psychopath to, to 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 be, and he's surrounded himself with psychopaths as well, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's, um, but even now, people still think, well, it's better with Boris, was it? No, no, it wasn't. It really wasn't. It really was not better under, under Boris. It's not better under any Tory, to be honest with you, but there you go. No, but just like Trump, he's not going away anytime soon, really, is he? He's, he's gonna ha his shadow is going to hang over politics for quite some years yet, I think, sadly. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I well, I say, I say I hate to say it, and, until he drops dead, I think, really, he, he, will, he will just be there all the time just stirring the pot and it's uh, it's quite frightening yeah. actually because you know that's the kind of nationalistic um sort of politics yeah. you don't want to see because that is quite nasty what is what is happening over there it really is yeah yes yes it is let's talk about something a bit more in <laughs> yes it's <laughs> please more upbeat, it's a bit... then for a bit shall we <laughs> I don't know how we went to go down this cul-de-sac of conversation. I've got no yeah, idea. No. Well, it was always going to happen. But so, yeah, was, yeah, that's one of the things we do is politics. So, okay, and other things that we do. Well, I mean, one of the things that was quite an important part of our feed right at first was the Desert Planet mm. Picks thing. which Yes, yes. started off by accident. It was something... Because way back when the Blue Box started... One thing that we sort of said we ought to do is something for the regular listeners that wasn't on the main feed. I don't know why we thought this was a good idea, mm. but we decided that we should 
every now and again do something that we just put in a Dropbox folder for some of the listeners to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> it seems ridiculous <laughs> now. But out of that came Desert Planet Picks, which was essentially, in the first instance, just the four of us just talking about, you know, the reason why I did it was just so that we could talk about some of the other things that we liked. In fact, yeah. there you go. That's why we did it, because it was that valve that we needed to talk about stuff that wasn't Doctor Who every now and again. And so we did that. And so when we started Strangers, one of the very first things we said was, well, we should resurrect that and mm. get other people to do it too. Well, you did one, Phil. I did, yes, indeed. I did, yes. Very yeah. enjoyable it was as well, actually. Well, that was nice. So here's my question to you. Was it nice to be talking for an hour about all the other stuff that you liked that wasn't the stuff that you were sort of having to talk about on Who's E? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was great to sort of like talk about. And it wasn't just one particular thing. It was all different because you're picking yeah, yeah. different things to whatever, whatever the, you know, the question was. So it was your favourite book, your favourite movie, your personal item, you know, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, so it was just good. It was, it was a nice little mix of topics to talk about. Um, which yeah. I found re really, you know, refreshing to, to be to be honest. Yeah. Really and that's why, you know, if I'm asked to go on other podcasts that non Doctor Who related, I usually try to sort of jump at the chance, really, just to sort of talk about other things I I, I enjoy watching or listening or listening to. You know, it's uh, it's really nice. I think one of the things I, I did it was partly um, uh, it was a, a American North American podcast and. First bit was about Doctor Who, and next bit another another TV program. And right. I thought, okay, and I picked Steptoe and Son, which I think right. is one of which I think is one of the best sitcoms um, ever written. Actually, I know a lot of it is is kind of dated now, some of the the attitudes and everything. But yeah, yeah. I think I think the thing for me, and I think even now actually, is one of the only sitcoms where your protagonists are from a poor background. Because usually, true, mo yeah. because most things are sort of like that very middle class sort of Terry and June. Hello, darling. Hard out the office. Here's a gin and tonic. And oh god, the vicar's coming around in a moment. And it, it's that kind of thing. And we stepped on to the manor born, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it was um, it was just something completely different and showed working class people in that light. Um, and even though they're sort of bickering and arguing, there was a genuine affection between yeah, yeah. sort of the father and son there, which is um, yeah, I think it's a great, it's a fantastic sitcom. I really do. So it was lovely was to that... talk about that for a change. Yeah, there was still yeah, I, I can't. I'm trying to remember because I think I'm a couple of years younger than you, but there's certainly not a lot between us. Maybe not actually, but that was repeated a lot when we were kids. Weren't, it was, yeah. It? Was yeah. it still going when we were kids? I can't remember. I think it, it must have been. It finished finally in about 1974, um, with a um, yeah, with a Christmas special. So I, I do have recollections of watching Steptoe and Son um, when I was a kid, but it's it very, very vague, very yeah, vague yeah. memories. It really is. But uh, yeah, but it's just one of those things. It always seemed to be. Seem to be on. I just sort of grew up with it, even though my memories are quite distant. I, I, I know sort of like I definitely grew up watching this. The same with things like Dad's Army. I grew I up I watching had, that. You yeah, know. Likely Lads, I think, was the one that most sticks out to me from my childhood of the things like that. Yeah. I think also because... See, where was Likely Lads set? It's northeast, actually, isn't it? Yeah, Newcastle, isn't it? Yeah, well, that, that is part, it? Of, yeah, part yeah. of the world, yeah. And of course, I'm from north and east of the Pennines, so it wasn't a million miles removed from sort of things that I could remember from my own childhood. Although I yeah. grew up in a fairly nice neighbourhood, right? So yeah, but I yeah, it was very familiar, likely lads. So I think likely lads was lads was the one that most sort of struck home for me a bit. But yeah, yeah. because that's the other thing about Doctor Who fans is part of what makes you so fond of Doctor Who yeah. is not just the programme itself but your memories around watching it so yeah. your Saturday afternoon routine we always used to talk about the sort of Saturday tea timeness of it didn't we that's so right it was partly yeah. about the routine and partly about the conversations you'd have in the playground and the toys there weren't many toys in the 70s when we were growing up but no, whatever you they're... could get hold of books and things yeah, there, there really was. I, mean, I know, um, I mean, many years ago, I, I did a, um, a, a video 
on Doctor Who toys. And I think really it was all sort of like the the 1960s with the Dalek mania. It wasn't really Doctor Who. It was Dalek toys you could yeah, you yeah. could buy. That was the thing. Um, but then you had um, sort of like the oh, I think in the UK it was it was Palatoy who did the, yeah, the Tom yeah. Baker figures and Leela and the and the uh, they did a Dalek. But then no, actually it wasn't uh, Palatoy. Um, because Palatoy did their own Dalek. It was a talking Dalek. And for life, I oh, can't so remember it's who... different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I can't remember who, who made the... Um, was it Kenner? Might have done the other Doctor Who toys. But, uh, but even that came about by accident as well, because it was actually meant to be um, a line of New Avengers toys. Oh, right. So, so the Tom Baker toy was actually based on Gareth Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so it's um, yeah, so it's got quite a bit. As you say, you had, you had to use your imagination when you when you were kids playing Doctor. You, you actually had to. Well, yeah, you had the Weetabix cards as well. And That's for right. Me, that was the yeah. thing because you'd play with the Weetabix cards as if they were toys, and they would yeah. be sort of avatars that you would have in the game, as it were. Yeah, or you get. I mean, one thing that I remember having you you'd have a um, like a little diorama, and you put uh, the transfers on. So you could do like right, big right. Dalek battles with the Doctor and all that kind of thing. So yeah, I, I used to I spend hours doing that kind of thing. It was uh, I used to love doing that. It was great. But the point being, I think it was the sort of ephemeral stuff, the stuff around the outside of Doctor Who was as important as the program itself, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was. And I think that's and I think that's where all the other things that we like tie in. So the Doctor Who ness of Doctor Who isn't the program. But it's how it fits in with all the other things you liked as a child. So like you were talking about Steptoe and Son just now, and I was talking about the Likely Lads, but also, of course, Blake Seven. Yes, of course. Yeah, another thing I, a I big loved thing as well. for our sort of generation growing up. Yeah. For me, it was Survivors rather than Blake Seven was the one that really piqued my interest growing yeah. up. And of course, there are, because it's all BBC TV, there are crossovers between survivors and doctor who and of course between blake seven oh yeah of course who. yeah but i think more than the sort of behind the scenes now as adults we think of it as the behind the scenes crossover when we were kids it wasn't when we were kids doctor who was a certain time on a saturday night and blake seven was a certain time on a particular weeknight but they all became part of the landscape of our growing up and i think those yeah. are the sort of and I think as a podcaster now who talks about all these things that are sort of outside of Doctor Who and for you, the sort of Star Wars and all the other stuff that you cover as well. I think part mm. of the reason why we talk about the things that we talk about is not just because they're the things that are on, but because they're the things that have similar sorts of associations too. I know when we do film clubs and things like that, and when we do music clubs, we talk about... If we talk about certain bands, we talk about when we first encountered them, whether we saw them live, you know, memories of going to shops to buy their records and yeah. sort of things like this. We talk about all the stuff that surrounds the topic rather than just the topic as a thing. And, of course, we also talk about trying to understand the topic as a thing as well, of course. Yeah, I, I, right. It's it's the memories, those Sort of like, particularly if you're talking about sort of the classic era of Doctor Who or the era of Doctor Who you grew up with or the one you most associate um, growing up with, it's all about the memories that that um, that, that evokes. And I, I mean, I did a, 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 a fairly short series, which I might resurrect at some point. Actually, was people just sort of I was getting guests on to pick an an episode of Doctor Who, not the whole story, just an episode, all right? Because, because it would trigger a particular memory or time of their childhood or, or early adult life whenever it whatever it might be um yeah, yeah. and just sort of so we'd 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 talk about um we'd have the episode on we it was almost like a commentary for the episode but during that they'll be talking oh, about right. why this particular scene jogged their memory for this happened to them or you know in their when they were kids or or it reminds them of you know the day they got married any, any you know absolutely anything yeah, yeah. um and it actually sort of it got some good some good stories out of people Actually, so and and I found I find that was that was more interesting <laughs> than the actual episodes we were we were actually sitting down to watch. Really, I was sort of more interested in people's stories 
really, if if they're willing to tell them, and, and that that's the thing, and, and you know, happily they they were sort of glad to sort of um, share those memories uh, with me. So yeah, was, uh, yeah, yeah. So I might I might we're resurrect that again time. at one point. Yeah, yeah. But that's what we were. What I used to try and dig out with Desert Planet picks is, you know, you don't just talk about the things that people like, but why they like them, which takes yeah. you back to how they first encountered them and get anecdotes from people about that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. So the best episodes are the ones where people just actually start tangentially talking about all the stuff that made them who they are today. Yeah. You know, and just sort of through the prism of the things that they like. Yeah, the important I, stuff. Yeah, and I, th- I think it, it does. It leads to some sort of very, very interesting um, conversations, actually. So it's... Uh, and I think that's the... For, for me, for, for podcasting, it's all about having those interesting conversations. Um, I, I think if you're just going to sit there and just sort of rattle off it, you know, I like this, I like that, I didn't like this, I didn't like that, and, and, and that's it, really. Or you're just going <laughs> to sit there and, and just slag off an episode. Um, I thought, well, that, that, for me, that's not interesting. It doesn't interest me sitting there doing that either. Um, and I think if I catch myself doing that, I try and pull it back again because I thought it, I don't want to come across like that, and I'm sure people don't want to listen to that either. Really, yeah, yeah. Um, it's all about when you listen you know, to a review of something, you want yeah. to, you want see. When I listen to a review of something, I want to learn. I want to not just hear an opinion about the thing, but I want to sort of learn something about the person whose opinion I'm listening to. Yeah, and I want to learn something about the thing that they're having an opinion on. But I also want to learn about the people who made the thing that they're having an opinion on, too. So there's kind of a three-way balance. So for me, the best reviews are kind of a three-way balance. And I suppose, actually, this leads me into so the broadening of Strangers into Space, so that we're actually a team of about ten people now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How did did that happen? Was it just a natural evolution of the... Of of your uh, hosts, well, it goes right back to the very start of the Blue Box podcast. So the very start of the Blue Box podcast, there were three of us, mm. and almost instantly, one of the three of us said, "Look, I'm not going to be available every week, but I've got a mate who's a bit like me, who can talk like me, who I do a radio show with, so I know what he's like." <laughs> and the other two of us had never met him, and he just said, "But I can't make it next week, but I'll send him instead." And, you know, clearly we said, yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. And actually, as it turned out, we were all a bit awkward on that first week because we'd never met this guy. <laughs> but that was but that was it. That was like a... Because I always said when we were doing that, because I was nervous about doing it, that I really wanted there to be at least two other people there. Yeah. Because that way the conversation wouldn't flag. And although... You know, that's a big generalisation. And yes, the conversation can flag if there's six people there or two people can carry a conversation for six hours without struggling if the subject's right. And if Yeah. But I always then tried to make sure that there were enough people around that we'd never struggle to get three people if we felt it was really necessary. Yeah. So Lee had periods and he's going through a period now when he can't podcast as much and Simon's had a couple of periods lately when he couldn't podcast as much and after a few years of the Blue Box podcast we got Matt in because we knew he was local and we Mm. wanted to see what he'd be like and he was you know he was a very different sort of voice on the podcast because obviously me and Matt don't see eye to eye on an awful lot of stuff. And it would be really easy to do a couple of episodes with him and say, no, I'm not going to do any more episodes with this. But actually, that's a healthy thing to have, right? Is to yeah. argue on the podcast about what you think is important or right about certain things. So actually, I think it's important to have voices that I don't agree with. And actually, then when we started getting to the point where we were doing like three episodes a week, I'm like thinking, well, either I'm going to be recording three episodes a week myself and I've got to try and tie the others down to it as well or else we've got to expand the team and what I tried to find was not necessarily people who I liked Mm. although clearly obviously I do otherwise I wouldn't have them on but rather than just oh these are my favorite podcasters because then there'd be a lot of people it was these are my favorite podcasters and also this is the way they talk about a certain type of thing so 
Although that sounds like it's limiting the type of voices I have on. It's not limiting the type of voices I have on, but it's sticking to a certain pattern of the type of conversation that we have. So the idea is that the listener, whoever they get out of the team of about 10 of us who are doing it, it mm. doesn't matter which voices they get, they know what kind of a conversation they're going to get. So it's more about having a consistency of conversation despite the fact that there's a bigger team of voices. So it goes back to what I was saying about that thing about the website, where you might have lots of different people writing for a website, but mm. you know what the tone of the website is going to be. Yeah. And that's kind of the yeah. thing with the podcast. So that's kind of why, to try and keep up the idea of having three episodes a week <laughs> and not have to tie everybody down all the time to being on all those episodes. So it's quite nice we've got this sort of manoeuvrability. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you think you'll you'll sustain the three episodes a week? Is that sort of like the the, the niche you found yourself in now, or, or do you think it, it will whatever whatever form it know. takes, it takes, and that's it. it? Yeah, it keeps evolving all the time. I yeah. quite like it because it means because there are so many movies, right, and so many bands, and so many books, and so much to talk about in politics and Doctor Who. I think the nice thing about having all these voices is one of the things is. We're having we're doing the same Doctor Who podcasts that we did when we first started the Blue Box podcast. The same topics, literally, literally mm. going over the same ground we did before, except the four people who are doing it now are in different four people who the four people were doing it then. Not one of the same people. So four of us had the conversation back then, and an entirely different four people are having the same conversation now. And of course, yeah. making it a different conversation, so it's worth listening to. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, so that's that, yeah, I think that that's that it's important. That, I think that's really important is to keep people engaging with you, um, sort of week after week. Really, it's just sort of keeping that. Um, lo long as it comes across, you're enjoying it as well. The conversation, even you, you might be arguing with someone, but you still come across yeah. you're, enjoy, you're enjoying that conversation. As long as I think, as long as that you're comes across with it, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, so I think just to sort of try and sort of round things up, really, if anyone's listening or watching this um who's thinking of starting a a podcast what what would your advice be to them to to get themselves off the ground well i guess see i i guess all i can really talk about is what i look for in a podcast mm. so i would say if you think this is what you'd be doing in a podcast then for me then because one of the things that they talked about when we first started up is it's just like eavesdropping on three guys who are sitting around yeah. a table in a pub, right? Yeah. And that was always the thing. That was when you and Paul do it on um, Who's He? That's what you've got going on. Yeah. So, And those are always the ones that I favoured. So I would say to anybody who wants to start up a podcast, find at least one, if not two or three other people that you can just sit around and have a chat with and just record your chat. Yeah. And that's and I I would say don't come up with a format, just have a conversation. So yeah, that was I, I always mean, my thing. We'd come yeah. up with a subject, but we'd just talk. Yeah, I I think I think for me if anyone's starting out, it's sort of like, okay, if, if you think you're gonna do a um a podcast dedicated to Marvel or or Star Wars or whatever it might be, Doctor Who, whatever it might be, I'd I'd say, well, that that's your that's your hook really if, if that's what you, the people you want to engage with then that that's your hook into it um but i think the other thing is as well as, as you say just keep it like a conversation because i think it, it flows more naturally that way yeah. as well they're just bouncing don't, off each other see, this is it i don't think you need to think you have anything new to add mm. because i don't think people are looking for i quite like when you hear things that you hadn't thought yourself right yeah but i don't think needs to be something new to add to the conversation so long as it's just an engaging conversation that people can enjoy listening to yeah yeah that's right um and i think the other thing as well um i think it's important as uh if you're just starting out is don't spend loads of money on fancy microphones and setups and everything because you could do that do a couple of episodes and then i don't like this it's not working yeah, yeah. yeah so Start off small, I would say, um, with, with with that kind of kit. And then, you know, if, if you think you're going to sort of make a go of it, then gradually build it up, 
I think, really. So improve your recording <clears throat> equipment if if you so wish. You know, yeah, so my recording equipment's not the best in the world by any stretch of no, the imagination. No, mine's not. I mean. I mean, I know the best at the moment is like Rode, uh, Rode microphones. They cost an absolute arm and a leg. Um, yeah. But no, I've just got some, a couple of cheap condenser microphones. When I first started, we used, used a, um, a Blue Yeti microphone, which is, it served our purpose for, for the time. We've just three of us sitting around a table. Um, right. Because you can do multi-directional. It's got like, multi-directional mics built into it. So it was great it served its purpose i've still got it i still rely on it now and again you know and it's 12 years old now and it's still going you know so but that's the thing it's sort of like you don't have to spend loads and loads of money on podcasts and equipment to put out a show you really don't what what people are interested in is the voices that they hear not how they hear the voices really as long as it's clear as long as you can hear what's being said i've always said this I can't remember if I've said this as part of one of these conversations. I think I may have said it in the first episode, but I think Mm. it's worth repeating. When you listen to a radio programme, that's made so that it can be broadcast into a room and you have to hear it. You have to be able to distinguish what's being said from somewhere in that room. So they tend to compress the voices so that the consonants and the vowels are really distinct. But I think if you're listening to a podcast, you're listening through earbuds and it's going right into your head. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be as distinct. So actually, I think expensive microphones or... Oh, yes, I did say this because I talked about how close you were to the microphone, right? That's I right. Think if you get yeah. right up close and personal with somebody on a podcast, it can be slightly problematic. So bringing that back to what I was saying is, yeah, if you're starting up, don't try and make it sound like a radio show. Try and make it sound like something that approximates a radio show, but that has a sort of looseness and a naturalness and an organic quality and a flexibility. Mm. Somebody who's just listening through earbuds who just wants to be, you know, as if they were in the room when you were having the conversation. That's the kind of ambiance you want to be aiming yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Really. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, my personal podcast listen is, is if I'm on a journey somewhere, that's when I tend to put on a podcast. It's something to listen to if I'm driving or if I'm sitting on a train or a bus or whatever. Um, I find that's the time to listen to something. Um, and I like that whole thing. You just get in, involved in that conversation. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Um, and there are times, and I, I mean, I've, um, I, I think I, I did it I think I actually wrote into into Blue Box back in the day, Joe. When I, you know, when the three of you were trying to remember an actor's name or or, or writer's <laughs> name, and I'd be going, "For God's sake, it's so and so," you know. So yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so. But as I say, it's like you know, listen to th- three old men in in a, in a retirement home just just talking, <laughs> you know, chewing the fat, and I love that. You know, it's all misremembering stuff. It, it's that that's yeah. for me. That's what it's all about. It really is. Matt takes the Mickey out of the. The people I've added to the podcast, I guess, because we're all basically white men of an age and a background. But I think I I don't find that problematic in itself, because Mm. I think you are aiming when you go to a podcast, you're aiming to I mean, people go to various different types of podcasts for various different reasons. So there might be a news podcast you listen to where you want to hear the news. Right. Whatever. That's basically like a broadcast anyway, really. I think when people come to us, they want to hear a conversation. I think what they get with us is us trying to empathise with other points of view. Mm. But I also think it's okay for us to have the consistency of all being the same type of person yeah, trying to sort of encompass the broader conversation from our perspective of it. So we all have a similar perspective, but I think that's fine because we don't limit ourselves to our own perspectives, but try to understand that other perspectives exist, I guess. Yes, indeed. Indeed. I think that that's something I've been sort of quite conscious of myself, actually, is is, is say, yeah, we're both white middle aged men um, who grew up with a particular, if you're going to put in the context of Doctor Who, we grew up watching a particular era of Doctor Who. Um, And for some white middle-aged people they can't move on beyond that because for them that is what Doctor Who is all about and and for me Doctor is always about change and renewal so it's even though you might like like a particular actor in the role give it a, a, a couple of years and someone else will come along and you'll end up liking the show again I think that that's the unique proper you know 
or identity of, of that particular show. It, it's constantly changing and renewing. And, and I think, really, you've got to go, if, you're re, if you really are a fan of the show, and it's the same with anything, if you really are a yeah, fan yeah. of the particular show, you've got to go along with it, really. Because if you stopped at a particular area, well, they say, well, you don't really like that show anymore then, do you? You're, not, you're no longer, yeah. you, you can't really call yourself a fan, really. And, and The Doctor Who fans who liked it only when David Tennant were, was in it are not yeah. Doctor Who fans, they're David Tennant Tennant fans, fans. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh, but now, you know, Doctor Who's moving into a completely different um, arena. Um, I know they're sort of, in recent years, casting has, um, has put people's backs up. And I, I dare say the casting... Well, Shooty Gat was put people's backs up as well, and all this not my doctor crap that comes out with it. So, um, yeah, okay. But in Everyone's 15 in... years' time, people are going to look back and they're not even going to think of Jodie no, Whittaker exactly. as the first woman. They're just going to think of her as one of the women who's been cast as Doctor Who, right? Precisely, precisely. So, it's, I think it's that I'm very conscious of not falling into that, and I don't want to fall into that trap. I'm not that kind of person anyway, so there's no reason I should fall into that that particular trap of, of plus also know, doing that. i think positive discrimination is absolutely a necessity of the modern age mm. and there are various and this is a really long deep rabbit hole of the conversation i could <laughs> go into as to why i think that's the case but i i am absolutely 100 percent behind positive discrimination i think it's an absolute necessity mm. and i actually i'm a little bit embarrassed that it took till 2017 to cast a woman as the doctor until what was it 2021 when we first heard about shooting Gatwa as the doctor for a person uh, of color might even yeah, have been 22 so. might even have been last year i think it was 22 i can't remember he seems a, no. a lifetime ago when he was announced now it really Do you does know what I mean? why has it taken that long it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous and it's i and so long story short i think you have to create a new balance and i think the way you create new balances is by insisting on positive discrimination in order to mm. create the balance and sometimes and sometimes if you don't understand the reason why it's happening it can probably feel like somebody's pushing buttons that don't need to be pushed but here's the here's the thing they do need to be pushed those buttons because it's not going to happen by itself because it's far too easy to just say well this is the way things have always been so this is the way they should continue being that's not true no you know the whole no. the whole thesis behind human development is in the word development so you know yeah. we evolve and you evolve by changing not by sticking to traditions so i for me tradition is a dirty word frankly <laughs> <laughs> well do you know what that that kind of brings it back sort of full circle there really joe because that that's sort of what we sort of discussing really is what why we why we changed what we were doing on our podcast or nothing that that's yeah. a rather <laughs> yeah. you know it's, yeah, so it is about development and I, I think that's probably a, an opportune moment to to wrap the conversation up really i think it's that's that's right we'll be back in two weeks <laughs> Oh dear! Well, do you know what? I think when we got something else to discuss, Joe, I think we we should we should reconvene. Um, well, now again, we know actually. we've got Saturday afternoons free, right? Precisely. We won't leave it another we'll do ten years like the next time <laughs> we do this. <laughs> wow, well, it's not been ten years, but do you know what I mean. It's been a long time, hasn't it? It has. It really has been. So um, now I think it would be good to sort of like when we have got another Saturday afternoon free, to talk about something, whether it's a movie, another TV show, or, or, or even politics, Joe. It's sort of um, or football. Or football, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> You're I'm talking sure people to a, love to hear us talking for 60 minutes I know, about you're football. talking to a, a very, very casual Millwall fan here, so... Um, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I, I am a lapsed football fan. I used to be much more into football than I am now. I'm very lapsed, actually. Yeah, but I still yeah. keep a casual interest. Yeah, and, same, you know, here. same here. We've got a football podcaster on our feed, so... Oh. Maybe I should send him instead. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Even though he'll leave me, he'll leave me behind when he's talking about football. But there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be a bit of a one-sided conversation. But, but anyway, Joe, that was absolutely fantastic, and I hope everyone's enjoyed um, listening and watching um, our conversation over, over the past uh, sort of like few weeks. So I think it's, um, I think it's been really interesting. Actually, I really do um, to to get a, another another podcaster's views on. 
you know, why they started and and and, and the way podcasting has, has gone really in general. Because I think that that's yeah. what our conversation really began with, really, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, because I think if you are in if you're doing a podcast, you'll recognise the things we've talked about, even if not the specific instances we gave. And if you listen to yeah. podcasts, presumably you're at least a little bit interested in the yeah. the well, way it works, I guess. One would hope. One would hope. So, uh, so anyway, um, thanks again, JR. And Thank uh, you. we, yeah, and we, we, well, we'll, we'll be back at some point um, in in the coming weeks. I feel actually with something different to talk about. But until Probably then, so. yes, until then, bye for now. Cheerio. Thanks for listening. You can download this podcast from iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, and through your podcatcher of choice. If you would care to leave us some feedback on iTunes, that would be very much appreciated. You can also find us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast, on the Who's He Podcast Facebook group, and through our website, who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk.